All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Gotta Make It Beautiful podcast. Gotta. Gotta. What's up? So today, we're going to be talking about something that uh, started uh, kind of as a joke, yeah. but then, uh, but a joke about something that's actually important. And then a lot of people took it to not be a joke and got really upset about it. Yeah. Uh, it always happens. This, today, we're going to be talking about uh, skipping the kip. Skip the kip. We even have a t-shirt about this. Skip yes. the kip. And this is something that, that's really close to the whole GMB ethos as a whole. We're going to talk about what it means, why it's important. It's not just about muscle-ups, but we'll get to that too. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing. You know, to start off, I remember when I was teaching in Amsterdam and I had on my skip the kip t-shirt, which I purposely wear because I was at a CrossFit place teaching. And because they were in Amsterdam, they were laughing at it for twofold. One, because they're CrossFitters and it's talking about the kip. The other thing, apparently, that means chicken uh, over there. So they thought I was vegetarian. <laughs> I was like, nah. I, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So for anyone who is not uh, fitness world savvy uh, in CrossFit, they, they do – a few different kinds of things where they kip, but the, the most controversial one is uh, the, the kipping muscle up, yes. which um, we don't actually think is a muscle up. And also many gymnasts uh, who teach CrossFit agree, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's a thing where we have always taught muscle ups uh, a strict way uh, because that's we're trying to teach muscle ups as a way to build strength, yeah. and in CrossFit, uh, you track your numbers and you try to get a higher score. And so uh, there's a lot. There's several workouts in CrossFit where the goal is to get many of these kipping muscle ups. And so, uh, in order to get those numbers, people uh, focus on these kipping movements. And when we say that we prefer to do it strict, people get really upset about that because they believe that we're attacking CrossFit. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I remember Ryan uh, last year posted uh, uh, Instagram with a skip to kip t-shirt. Uh, it was funny because we talked about kipping one time and one of our clients was like, yeah, you should just skip the kip. And we thought that was funny. So we put it on a t-shirt and uh, Ryan made this Instagram post and Oh, oh, I hate all this bashing CrossFit. Why are you demonizing exercises? Ryan has said nothing about specific exercises. He has said nothing about them being bad. He's just standing next to a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, but people get really sensitive about this, which yeah, I think is interesting. Like shit on that, yeah. Because if there's something that you're super confident is extra valuable, of course you're going to be sensitive about it, right? Sure. Yeah, and the thing is, again, you know, just to reiterate this, we're not saying CrossFit is bad. I think actually CrossFit's great. CrossFit is kudos to CrossFit for bringing you know awareness to a lot of uh, you know movement, Olympic lifting, and and whatnot. You know, say what you want about CrossFit, Amen. the community too. It's just amazing what is super what super strong. I think really what we're just after is is why we talk about you know skipping the kip. What does that mean to us? And why maybe just that reframe in the way that you look at this can actually help you and will help you if you are looking at getting 
more kipping muscle ups and more kipping pull ups. So we're not actually saying that you shouldn't do it or that's a horrible thing. Uh, we're just going to explain why we don't. Right. And um, what we feel is important to us and what we're right. Doing. And the thing to know also is that even though the kipping muscle up is something that's kind of like a, an archetypal movement in CrossFit, the idea of kipping is not necessarily something that's unique to CrossFit. And this is where it gets to where it is kind of an ethos for us is that we see this idea of kipping as making sacrifices to your training, making sacrifices so you can say that you've done more, so that you yes. can get more numbers. Yes. And this is something that's not just a CrossFit thing. This is something that's in every, almost every kind of workout system. You'll see, you know, people want to get higher numbers. They want to, they want to, you know, say that they got 10 reps on their bench press. So their last couple are, you know, terrible, you know, yeah. bad form. It does. It's not limited to just muscle ups, but this is what we're against is sacrificing quality, sacrificing your long-term progress by doing moves that you're maybe not ready for, uh, risking uh, injury potentially if you're not ready for certain things for the sake of saying that you got a certain number. That's what kipping means to us. And that's why we're against it. And that's what we're going to be talking about sort of our ethos of being the opposite of that, of focusing on what's going to make you better and what's going to, to give you uh, mastery over time of something rather than just doing more of it, how to get better at things. So yeah, let's, let's talk about why people kip and why we're not really into that and sort of maybe some of the things that go into this. And again, this is not specific to CrossFit or, or kipping muscle ups. This is any kind of shortcut you can imagine in doing an exercise. Uh, this is what we're talking about here. So let's, let's, why do people shortcut things? Yeah, exactly. And that's the big question. And really, in looking at all the many people that we've worked with and the people that have come into GMB or looked at other movement uh, systems out there, really, you know, chasing that particular end goal. People are really after that skill. I want to be able to do the full planche. I want to be able to do the one arm handstand. I want to be able to do et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And really, it's getting caught up in that end goal and trying to just jump up and do that. And so really, um, it comes down to, let's just say, for example, like if you're looking on Instagram, a lot of people are posting these particular skills. And these are people who have mastered those particular skills. And mastery, of course, and my way of saying this is that they're at a certain level where they're so comfortable with it that they can do it with ease, okay? So you see these people on Instagram or wherever it might be, and we look at that. And we say, oh, my God, that looks so cool. I want to be able to do that right now. I want to just now. And so, you know, I should be able to do this because that guy can do it or this girl can do that. So, therefore, I should be able to do this, right? Or, you know what, I'm just going to try it out. It looks easy. You know, it should be easy. I'm just going to try it. Or, you know, they just think, okay, I need to be able to do that, so I'm just going to continue working on that particular level. And what I'm talking about is you see that particular skill, you think you should be able to do it. So you just literally try that skill and just keep doing it. Thing about that though, is with that mindset of thinking that this person's doing it, therefore I should be able to do it. I wanna be able to do that skill, so I'm gonna do it now. I'm just gonna keep trying it. Is that you're actually not helping yourself to get better 
at eventually being able to achieve that skill. You're trying to find a hack and not even a hack. You're just trying to just jump the line basically to go to the you know front of that particular skill line. And the thing is, you're not doing yourself any justice. And what we're talking about when we say skip the kip is stop looking at that end goal and thinking that you should just do that. No, instead, take a look at really what you need to be able to do and the things that you need to focus on in order to help you to get there. And so again, you know, I use that line analogy of staying, you know, standing in line. Yeah, well, hey, it's exactly what it means to work on a particular skill there. You're going to have to take the time and wait and put in that time, you know, to work your way to that front of the line. And that's what we're after when we're looking at skip the kip. The actual movement itself is not bad. The end goal that you want is not a bad thing. But what you do need to do is be realistic with yourself and say, okay, that's what I want. What do I need to do in order to get there? And then focus on those things that are going to help you to get there. It means taking a hard look at where you currently are being realistic with yourself and sticking with where you should be and spending the time in order to get there. So, you know, it's kind of like banging your head against the wall just because you think you're eventually going to, you know, get success. So I'm just going to keep hammering away at it. That that's good in terms of, you know, keeping at it. But the thing is, is what are you keeping at? It shouldn't be that particular skill if you're not at that particular level. You should bring things down and work at a level that's good for you. And that's honestly why we think that, you know, kipping is stupid because of people jumping up and trying to just do something that they're not ready for. Again, it's going to lead to injury, frustration, and just you're not going to get it, get that particular skill as efficiently as you would if you had st taken a step back. And, and truly focus on the things that you should have been focusing on. Right. When I was 14, I decided that I was going to learn how to play Randy Rhodes' guitar solo in Crazy Train. Oh, dude, yeah. Classic. Crazy. Classic, man. Yeah, it's so easy, too. You just know. Absolutely. It's, yeah. yeah. So this, this uh, guitar solo uh, has, uh, like, I think it's in three different modes. It's got uh, it's some ridiculous. tricky picking stuff. It's got yeah. some two-handed tapping pieces. Uh, it's semi-neoclassical yeah, style exactly, hard right? rock. Yeah. Um, and the timing of it is really interesting. And so I, when I was 14, I, I found a transcription in a guitar magazine of this. And um, unfortunately, this was the early 90s. So there was no YouTube explaining how to do this. But so I sat down with this transcription and I looked at where my fingers should be on the frets and I, I made it through the first two bars of the solo and was like, <laughs> shit, there's no way. Uh, because, you know, there's like, I think there's something like uh, 35 notes in those first two bars. And I spent like two hours trying to make it through what they were. But that's what happens when you try to skip to the end. That's what happens when you try to just mimic the thing that you see. Yeah. Uh, and I basically gave up on this because I was trying to do something that was too advanced for me. But then a few years later, I actually found a proper teacher. I had played a few more things. Uh, you know, I worked on my right hand technique. I got my timing down. I practiced a bunch of scales. My, my left hand fingers kind of just knew where to go mm -hmm. most of the time. 
Um, you also then, got you got a flying V polka dot. Polka I dot. did get a polka that dot helped. flying V also, yes. and uh, grew out my hair, and those <laughs> things helped immeasurably. Uh, but I actually spent some time practicing and learning how to play guitar better. Yeah. And then when I heard that song again uh, on the radio one time, I was like, I'm going to take another crack at that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that I nailed it and it was just as good as Randy Rhodes. <laughs> but I, I was able to sit down and even without really looking at the music or anything, I was able to figure out like, I think two thirds of that in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Just because yeah. I had practiced it. And the, the more important thing is I was able to actually play what I knew because I had spent time working on scales, working on my technique, building those things up. And this is what we're advocating here. Yeah. We're not saying that you should give up on, on, on playing the most righteous riffs you know. <laughs> we're saying that you'll get there more effectively yes. if you build up uh, you know, efficiently and effectively with a good foundation and learn the things that are the prerequisites, learn the things that are necessary for being able to do this instead of just throwing throwing yourself at it like this is something people want to do handstands so they throw their bodies against the wall until they you know and hope they stick sometime you know, another great example of, of the handstand sorry for interrupting yeah. you see a lot of people um post a quick pic to instagram of them doing a one-arm handstand and the interesting thing is you know i'll look at that right away and know well, they've never really done any handstand training. They're simply like throwing their arm out to the side, taking a pick. Hey, great, cool. That's, that's wonderful and everything if you want to do that. But the thing is, imagine just how much other stuff you would be able to do if you took the time to actually work up to being able to do that with confidence. Right. And so that's the other thing too. Is And if it's that easy to fake a one-arm handstand, imagine how much other shit you see on there that is being faked and exaggerated that you're trying to mimic yes yeah and and the thing too you know coming back to the randy Rhodes crazy train solo is like you said yeah you might just focus on just being able and you could maybe get that with you know a lot a lot a lot of practice but imagine taking the time and building a foundation and able to actually just play the guitar learn the skills know the things and then that opens up so many other opportunities for you to be able to do literally anything you want. And so really that's what we're talking about is it's not just trying to just say, oh, I want to get the skill. It's looking right. at being able to have such a solid foundation that you're able to pick up things so much faster and things can go not, you know, way beyond simply doing that one skill. It's about having a full understanding of what needs to happen for any other skill and being able to apply that to get there more efficiently. And to me, that equates to more fun and more, you know, variables and exploration in whatever else you're doing. So, right. And, you know, just to take the music analogy too, like I could sit down and, and teach myself note by note how to play a certain solo, mm -hmm. or I could learn how to be good at guitar and be able to play that solo and a hundred others. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm getting at with that. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's, it's about having that foundation. And again, like this is something else we were actually talking about this yesterday in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Techniques are great, whatever you can learn a technique, but if you understand the concepts, right. And you understand where your body currently is and you have, you know, that ability to use your body, relating to those concepts, the techniques will happen. And so that's, 
that's a cool thing to think about. And really, yeah, and it's important to know, like in a fitness context, we're not saying that you need to understand the concepts of training. You don't need no, to no, know no, 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 no. all that no, stuff. No. But what what we're talking about here is that through training, you get you get those things embedded in your body, yeah. and you know, in your mind, and you kind of just know how to use your body better. Exactly. And then you can apply these things well, you know. And so, you know, I think a lot of this is about ideology, and you know, yeah. kipping. You know, this is why people get butt hurt when you say skip the kip. Oh yeah. Is that kipping has become an ideological thing, right? right. right? And that's fine. I get that. You know, we have our ideology because, you know, we we're maybe one of the only fitness companies that really doesn't give a shit about anyone's physique right. uh, reaching our athletic potential. Right. Uh, and maybe right. one of the other, one of the only ones that says that you should practice until you're good enough. Yeah. And it's oh, okay to stop there. About? Don't you want to be perfect? <laughs> right. So I, I guess this is the part where uh, we encourage everybody listening to join our cult, cult. Uh, of being good enough and being happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> not kipping. Yes. Yeah. Uh, buy GMB programs. Yay. Yeah. Uh, was you that a good pitch? You guys like great. that? Nailed it. All right. So I let's move on. Yeah. yeah. To move on along with this. So this is interesting because I remember when, you know, the kip in terms of a kipping pull up, a kipping handstand push up, mm. muscle, when that first came out, it confused me because in my background, a kip up was a gymnastic movement that simply was used to get you above the bar so you can start practicing other movements. And mm -hmm. so it's actually where you swing forward, bringing your feet to the bar and then pulling yourself up above the bar. So the, the kip up there, there's also the kip up on the floor. So I just think it's interesting and it kind of leads into our next topic of the fact that what we're looking at really is if you're looking at anything, it's a technical skill that we're after, that we're really focused on. And so what is that move? Really, what is that move? What is the aim of that move? And so in those regards, if you were looking at um, you know, the kipping pull-up, it's a technical skill that needs to be learned. It's not something that you use as a transition or it's not uh, simply something that a beginner is really going to be able to get up there and do. They might be able to mimic it. Right. But really, truly looking at the move for what it is in terms of looking at the strength component of it, in terms of the necessary range of motion and flexibility, mobility, as well as the control that you need for it, there's a lot going on in there. Yeah. Kipping pull-ups, kipping muscle-ups are very, very technical, actually. And this is one of our arguments against using them as a progression for pull-ups and yes. muscle-ups is that they're actually more technical than those movements. So they're, they're actually not really appropriate for beginners or people that don't have good shoulder range of motion. And that's the thing too, is really truly looking on, do you need that movement as well? And so this is a big thing too. Um, and I'm not trying to say, you know, don't do it because, you know, if you don't need it, don't ever do it. It's not that it's, it's again, coming back to the fact of, okay, just because someone says that you should be doing, it doesn't necessarily mean that literally you should be doing it. And <laughs> so again, we talked about the requirement of a specific range of motion, um, uh, you know, particular control component that you do. And so really looking at, at the real reason behind why you're doing it. And so I think this is the most important thing is yes, kipping pull-ups can help you, but for what? Yeah. And so, you know, looking at what are you really trying to improve? 
you personally, is this move going to be helpful to you or not? It might be. But then once you have figured that out, then you need to take an assessment of where you currently at. And, and this comes back, especially in the GMB method where we're looking at, you know, assessing, we address issues, and then we apply what's needed in order to help us out with that movement. So then you figure out exactly what you need in order to help you to achieve that particular thing that you're working on. One of the most important things, and it doesn't matter what level you're at, um, is looking at the basics. And a lot of people are like, well, that's not sexy. I don't want to focus on those. And the thing is, by going back to the basics, focusing on, for example, if we're talking about the kipping pull-up, then do you have the necessary scap strength, scapular strength, um, in order to be able to do that? What's going on with the lumbar? Do you have the range of motion, the flexibility to be able to wiggle like a fish when you are doing the kipping pull-up without discomfort in your lower back? And uh, as well, that goes for the control to be able to uh, control the descent of that particular movement so that you're not jarring your elbows out of place uh, when you're performing that. So again, there's a lot of different things to look at and not just the kipping pull-up, but every single movement that we're after uh, when performing that. So basically what I'm saying is, is break that movement apart um, when you're working on a particular movement and look at each component of it and, and really focus on is this helping me in getting me uh, strong? Is it helping me in improve my flexibility? Is it helping me with my control so that I can eventually work towards that end goal that you're doing? Yeah, I think that that's really important. Uh, you know, why do we do certain exercises? That's, that's something that I think, you know, we take for granted a lot. And again, this is not something that as a trainee who's not a professional that you really need to uh, investigate too much in terms of exercise selection. But you need to know, like, you know, why am I doing this bench press? Why am I doing this squat? Why am I doing this handstand? Why am I doing this pull up? Uh, you know, why am I doing this kipping muscle up? And the answer might be to improve pectoral strength and shoulder function. It might be to improve uh, power generation through the hips. It might be to improve your core integrity and balance and control. It might be to improve your shoulder scapular strength and pulling power. And it might be to, you know, generate full body power and coordination. I think I got the order right on those. Yeah. It might be something else though. And there might be other pathways to that that are more appropriate to your level or goals. So if you are doing a handstand to work on your core integrity and balance, then that might be a great way to do that. But there might be other movements that may be more effective for you at this particular stage or where you are at in your training to be able to develop those outcomes. Training is about, you know, it's about two things. It's about process and outcomes. And, you know, process is like what you do every day, but the outcome is kind of why you're doing it. And so you can have a good process with any set of outcomes. And there's no law that says that you need to achieve that outcome by a certain, by a certain means, if your process is good, right? Uh, So, you know, I, I don't want to get too technical with anything, but if you're trying to just be strong and be mobile and feel good, right, then, okay, 
there's any number of sets of exercises yeah. that you can yeah. choose is right. kind of the point. And, you know, we don't need, to, uh, just as we've been accused of, of demonizing the kipping muscle up, which we've never, ever done. We've just said it's not appropriate for many people. Uh, you know, but as much as, as, you know, you don't want to demonize things, you also don't want to fetishize them. You don't want to, you don't want to have this massive hard on for kipping muscle ups to the point where you make stupid choices about your training when there's other things that are more appropriate to you that will help you get to those outcomes through a more efficient process. Yeah. And, and that's true actually, of any exercise. It's actually quite difficult to do a proper kipping muscle up with a hard on. It's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, it can keep you from getting too high above the bar. That's right. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like the brakes on your, on your kip. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so Merry Christmas, everybody for that image. Yes. Um, but yeah, any, any of these goals, any of these outcomes you want, I mean, you know, it's not just the muscle up It's handstands are a, a huge thing where people get this fetish. Like I've got to get a handstand <laughs> and it's just so important to them. Well, why do you really want a handstand? Right. I mean, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And that's great. If that's the reason, then that's fine. But you might also just find that there's more efficient things that you can practice than just trying to do a bunch of handstands. Yeah, that's right. It's, you know, interestingly enough, I love the, I love uh, this magazine, Outside Magazines, mm -hmm. probably my most favorite magazine. They just had an article on the handstand, which I thought was interesting. And, and they didn't interview you? I know they didn't. I was pretty disappointed. You know, one of my life goals is to be in outside magazine. So one of these days, anyway. Um, but I thought it was very interesting. It was a well done article, but I just thought it was interesting that they really were just focusing on just getting up into the handstand. And so I uh, just kind of like what we're talking about right now. Um, that might not be the best thing for you. If you want the handstand, great. Okay. Let's figure out what you need. And that comes back to, again, what I mentioned before is the assessment, uh, making sure that you currently know where you're at. So then you can focus on building those complex skills. Then you can work on your range of motion and then you can work on the control that's needed in order to make sure that you're working effectively uh, and also enjoying the process when you're doing it. Because let's be honest, if you are just trying a particular skill, uh, you don't have those prerequisites um, that are necessary, whatever those might be for you, then you're only going to get frustrated. They also, you know, might be getting hurt. So that's what we're talking about is, is focusing on choosing the area that you need the most work on. And to give an example, going back to the kip and pull up, and let's say that you are doing CrossFit and you will need the kip and pull up. So again, there's nothing wrong with it in terms of, you know, in your uh, particular skill set and CrossFit, that is something that you need to know. So then let's focus on, you know, developing that proper strength that you need in terms of, you know, whether it be, you know, the arm back core relationship uh, to be able to uh, be prepared to work on that. So by doing that, maybe it's just a matter of not doing any kips at all. You're only going to focus on scapular strength by you know, hanging from the bar and just practicing on pulling, pulling your chest up while keeping your arms straight. It's a very, very small movement, but it has great dividends because it's going to really help with the scapular strength, increasing the uh, range of motion for that. Once you have that, you're working on strict pull-ups, as strict as possible. 
what that's going to do is further increase and improve your strength. You're going to gain control and you're going to be able to gain control in any movement of that pull up. Then it's a matter after that of working on the technical side of it. So um, that's when you're starting to work on the control component of the actual technique. So like anything, uh, when you're learning, you don't just jump up and think that you're going to be able to work on technique of a particular skill if you don't even understand what that should be. So that's why, you know, GMB, we like to look at keeping things very strict, slowing things down, having full control, um, building that, that physical autonomy within that skill so that we can then sophisticate the movement um, by looking at technique of that. So that's how you can work towards uh, your kipping pull-up. As well, if you are having trouble with your pull-ups, uh, strict pull-ups, you can always go to our article on the pull-up. Just go to the Google and type in GMB Fitness pull-up, and we have a big article that's going to help you. Actually, we have a couple articles um, that yeah. I think there's two articles that we have about the pull-up as well as the muscle-up or anything else that you need to help you with any particular skill. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that it's just really hard to emphasize too much the point that we're, we're specifically at GMB, you know, we, we do have to teach certain skills because there has to be some content to the programs. You know, we have, we have to pick some exercises, but the point is not about the specific movements. It's never been about the specific movements. GMB was never about rings or handstands or splits or crawling. GMB is not about those things. GMB is about finding ways to give you the tools, the physical ability to do the things you want to do. GMB is supposed to be like the equivalent of learning the scales and working on your picking technique and your timing, learning those kind of fundamental rudiments of what makes you a musician, what gives you the ability to play the songs you want to play. That's why we choose certain movements because we find them uh, fun and efficient and useful for developing these things, but it's not about those movements. The movements are a means to giving you that foundation. And that's what will most efficiently really allow you to be able to do whatever other movements you want to do. So lusting after specific moves, I get it if something looks cool. I mean, being able to, to do a backflip is cool. Oh, yeah. It feels cool. I can do a backflip. I'm like, I can do a backflip. Yeah. You cool. know? Yeah. Anytime somebody says, Andy, looks like you put on some weight, I can still do a backflip. Fuck you. <laughs> you know? uh, so like that's, that's important to have a little bit of that because that gives you some confidence. But what, what's really more important uh, is having that ability, having those fundamental qualities that right. you develop through practice. And that's what we're really trying to get at. I think with every episode of this and with every, Absolutely. every single podcast we do. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, work towards that sexy skill. We're not saying don't do sure. it. Work on that sexy skill, but focus on what's most important in order to help you get there. Yeah. And so, you know, look at what that skill really is for. And if you just want to be able to do a backflip because you think it's freaking cool. Awesome, man. That's great. Do it. Okay. Yeah. But let me tell you for a fact, there, there are many better ways to learn to do a backflip than just jumping in the air and trying to turn over backwards. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'll leave that where that oh, is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, with that in mind, don't don't get you know set in your ways and thinking that uh, you need to be doing something unless you honestly need to be doing it. You know, um, choose the skills that you want to be that you want to do for what they mean to you in your life. And so it also means, you know, being honest with yourself and, and assessing currently where you are. Take your pride, put it, put it to the side and just be like, all right, I want to be able to do the backflip, but I'm not just going to be stupid and just try and do one, you know, hold my beer, you know, not, don't, you know, that's, that's not going to turn out too well. Probably so, not. Yeah. So let's, you know, let's figure out what you need to do and where you currently are so that we can start helping you so you won't break your shit. So basically that's what we're saying with that. So, you know, other thing too is be you, hang out there and just be happy with it. Enjoy, enjoy the journey, you know, trust in the process. Once you have that process down, once yeah. you know exactly what you need to do in order to work towards that skill, hang out there, man, enjoy it. It should be fun, you know, and uh, make it fun by not, Injuring yourself. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, getting hurt is not fun. Yeah. I, I can speak with authority on this. <laughs> All right. Bonus tip here. This bonus tip really is kind of like just a reframe. And we kind of already talked about this a little bit, but if you are looking at a particular skill, like a high-end skill, and, and I am going to use the kipping pull-up as a high-end skill because I think it's very technical. Um, think about what would be like that, foundational or even the fundamental movement pattern for that and so you can do this with really anything out there and you can you know you can break a movement apart an example would be where if you look at the muscle up and looking at the components of that particular movement which would be why it would be the chin up then be the transition and then it would be the dip portion of that. So you can actually break that apart and focus on those individual movements and further break those down as well, looking at the fundamental pattern that you need to have mastered in order to have um, complete control over that movement. So then when you put it back together, it becomes that combination movement. Other things you can do, um, looking at the shrimp squat. Uh, the shrimp squat, you know, single leg balance, uh, looking at that, and then also the step back lunge. Those are really the fundamental movements and patterns, if you will, that are going to allow you to work towards the full version of the shrimp squat. So that's, you know, as far as bonus tip, really, it's just kind of trying to look at movements and, and seeing those movements in a new way and saying, wow, that's a really cool movement what's going on in that movement and if you don't know then ask someone who's able to do it so that you can start working on that movement. all right cool. about it all right so there it is skip the kip we're not making fun of people i mean we do make fun of people but not not with that yeah. we're just you know we we think shortcuts don't get you very far yeah all that's all it means so with that Thank you for listening. Laters.